Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now go ahead and ask me whatever you want to ask me, and I'll answer whatever I feel like. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. I could listen to Jerry all day if he ever wanted to talk. Um, He's always welcome here. Open invitation. Well, I mean, that's uh, an interesting one. Who Who are we trying to get on from the White Sox? Is it Jerry, or is it still Who do you Rick want? Well, Rick Hahn's long gone. He's still, we we have an open invitation. He's open invitation for Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams. Well, Kenny doesn't like to. Kenny talk much. Kenny used to be great when I, he did interviews. Yeah, I love Kenny. One of the more compelling voices in town for a very long time. He better stay out of our business. He better stay out of White Sox business. I loved it when he got defiant. I loved it when he would get defensive. Kenny Williams, I can remember all kinds of different interviews and settings and I can remember one I forget the context but it was at the end of a season I think it was 2012 remember when they wasn't 2012 they they were good up until the end I was in Cleveland they finished up the season there I remember going there from a Bears game in Dallas I'm just remembering this out because Kenny Williams I had like a, a a meeting with him or a dinner and he talked and talked really and talked for probably an hour about every, it was the greatest interview I think. And then I had like you know, as you think, you talk too much, and you got like forty five minutes to write whatever you're going to write. But it was a reminder. And so when I hear that voice. It takes me back to how good those interviews were with Kenny Williams. How much he always, I think, wasn't for everybody, but I always loved talking to Kenny Williams. I miss his voice in the sports atmosphere here. I was out at some golf outing and I ran into Kenny. I had a couple of run-ins with Kenny that were hilarious. I was at the Super Bowl one year, and I'm walking down the street, and there's Kenny uh, Williams. And I'm like, hey, Kenny, what, you know, introduce myself. What are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm going to see Elway and those guys. He's old college. John Elway. Teammate. Yes. Okay? They were getting together, and I said to him, I said, oh, my God, I forgot you played football uh in in uh, in college, and uh, you were part of that game. You know the 
the Stanford Cal Stanford game band. Yeah. With, with the band and right. all that. And he's like, I said, I was just talking to Ron Rivera about that like two days ago. And he's like, well, you could tell him that we won that game. Like, and it, it was, it, we had, I ended up writing like a little kind of pullout note because I had run into Chico and Kenny Williams like two days running. It was just super weird. It was that kind of, and you know that appeal to, our football sensibilities, probably. That's why I like Kenny had the football mentality in a baseball job, and I always enjoyed that. And I do think that he maybe took that football mentality to a lot of times he, the way he put together his roster. Just win now, baby. Just win. And the rosters would be kind of year to year, fill the needs, and that come back would, would come back maybe to bite him. But, uh, yeah, Miss Kenny Williams. Open invitation for Kenny Williams. Rick Hahn. I know I would say Chris Getz, but I don't think that you want that. I don't think that – Me? Yeah. I don't think you want to talk to Chris Getz. That's okay. That's, that's be, you're being mean to me. I'm not being mean to you. I don't have a problem with Chris Getz. I'm not Getz. being any meaner I, to I, you. Than, I would love to talk to but Chris But you say Getz. he's my guy kind of derisively, and I'd like, well, you know – Well, no, no. You, I mean, you're the guy that that is like Chris Getz is my kind of ball player <laughs> – I need a team of that guy. No, it's not. I've I've said things like Dominic Fletcher. I mean, who is he exactly? And you're like, oh, he's a Getz type player. You, you're the one who calls him Getzy. I don't. <laughs> I did. Well, okay, that was that was a little bit of a slip on my part. I called him Getzy, and it was kind of like his hockey nickname. But it also, in my mind, was still Luke Getzy because I was thinking about Wayne, the Raiders' offensive coordinator, Wayne Getzy. That's no, his hockey nickname. He's, <laughs> yeah, no. That's Gwetzky. Um By the way, by the way, don't care. Not saying it's bad, mm-hmm. but the twenty-six-year-old outfielder Dominic Fletcher is five foot six. Opening day, yes. Opening day outfielder, I think. Yes, I don't know much about Dominic Fletcher. I didn't know that he was five. Throws foot six. left. Yeah, um, you know, uh, bats left. Lefty bat in the lineup. What do you expect from Dominic Fletcher this year? I'm expecting a uh, center fielder in right field. <laughs> That's well, kind of what, what I've been told. What, what's he going to hit this year? Ah, uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it is his brother who plays in MOB, right? The Fletcher brothers? I don't know that. I, I don't know that. I think it's a thing. But going back to your point you made yesterday, hmm. Dominic Fletcher starting I, in right field for the White Sox. I how, made a point yesterday? Yes, you did. <laughs> that one. That one. It was like 815. And it was uh, Oscar Colas must be so bad and stunted in his growth well, and development that they had to go out and get a relative yeah. obscure, he relatively came, obscure he came right in fielder. The, in the Christian Mina trade. Oh, yeah, that one. Just, I'm trying to keep you up <laughs> on okay. the White Sox. Well, when you were gone last week, I challenged listeners to name more than two White Sox relief pitchers. I don't think that it was that big of an ask. But hmm. it was a hard project, as it turned out. It is a bullpen sponsored well, by Google in yeah, 2024. They've, they've gotten rid of everybody. Um, I'm just trying to think if I can do it. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold Brebbia. On. John Brebbia. Brebbia. That has two Bs. Don't say Garrett Crochet because he's being stretched out to become a starter. And he's going to be, if he stays healthy, an asset to this staff and, and I think rotation before the end of the year. Let's see who else is in that bullpen. Baroa? Yeah. Is that the guy who's supposed to close? No. 
they traded Santos. They, 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 yeah, you're you're right there. You said John Brevia. Yeah. yeah, I said that because that's the name that you remember. Yeah. And then there is a pause because well, it's I a mean, very anonymous bullpen. A lot of jobs to be won. A lot of things to be proven. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. Um, and I'm totally serious here. Uh, is is Tanner Banks still in the? Would he's not a starter, right? No, I don't believe. I don't, so would he be a bullpen guy? Um, I, I'm okay. They're starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease. Heard of him? Yep. Uh, Michael Kopech. Yeah. I, I don't know yet. I guess so, but I, I Eric to, Fetty. I want to re- revisit Kopech question. Yeah, Eric Fetty. He's coming in. He's he's the guy Tuki that they're Toussaint. hiring. Tuki Toussaint. Tuki in the bullpen. He's not a starter. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a bullpen guy, I think. Boy, okay. I named a bullpen guy. Okay, there you uh, go. What about Michael Soroka? Oh, he's gonna be if he stays healthy. Is he healthy? He is right now. We talked to him inside the clubhouse. Really bright young man. Okay, I, easy guy to root for, Molly. You're gonna love him if he's good. That's a big if if he stays healthy. Anyone is good, I will love. He was the runner-up to Pete Alonso for an rookie of the year back in the day, a few right. years ago. But he's been injured. He's been injured. He was thirteen and seven as a rookie. If he's healthy, he's going to be your number two starter. Fetty's the guy they got from Korea, right? Yes. So Soroka, Fetty, you say no Toussaint, Kopech, Dylan Cease, and then who's third? Chris Flexen. Flexen. Yeah. Looks good in a t-shirt. Because <laughs> he's flexing. Yeah. That's very nice. I just won. That's really nice. Uh, well, you won that one. I'll give you that. Um, is is Oscar Colas? Is he on the team? Is he in camp? Is he? Does he have a position? Is he a, a candidate for anything? I don't know. We need the Oscar Colas update. Who can tell us? Uh, James Fox is he still listening? Yes. Could he kind of text in to the program, friend of the show? Yes. What's the latest with an Oscar Colas? Should we expect him to James help us? Yeah, please, because I don't think that I just haven't even heard his name. I read a story where they list. I know he was terrible and couldn't hit his weight last year, but I mean, he's supposed to be the Cuban Otani. Now, the, the Japanese not, Otani the, got... That ship sailed, Molly. I'm the, sorry. The that, Japanese Otani got $700 million. Yeah. How much do you give the Cuban... He's probably making $700,000. Is, the, is that the minimum? I don't know. Well, he was in the lineup but, last but, year a lot, you so know, he probably got the Major League minimum. He's another guy they had who was left-handed bat. I don't know that it counts. <sighs> it, just, it wasn't that good. See what you're doing here is I you're, you're stalling. I, I I think that you. What don't, am I stalling? You're stalling because you named Tanner Banks. I'll give you that. I named. I we named like Tuki Tassant. Thank you. I named three. I, I named you, the, the you, Prelander. What's his name? You I, accidentally got to Tuki Tassant because he you thought he was going to be a starter, and he well, still may be. I, I mean, he still could be. Have you seen them? Tanner Banks. I we met, both mentioned Brebia. You know who's still there? Jimmy Lambert. Jimmy Lambert's still in camp, I oh, think. okay. He's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. And then beyond that, Brian Shaw is back for another uh, okay. stint with the White Sox. They were very high in bringing Brian Shaw back for some reason. So there's a lot of other names that don't really look familiar. Jesse Schultons probably rings a bell. <laughs> I mentioned that Dominic Fletcher is five foot six, and we have a text that says, finally, a player taller than Nick Madrigal. <laughs> That's just mean, man. That is mean. Being mean. There's a lot. There's a lot of mean White Sox thoughts 
floating around. Well, you know, I mean, unfortunately, this is what you're left with. Dominic Fletcher uh, is... He's listed as the starting right fielder. Yeah. Let's get I, that straight. I think he's going to be the starting right fielder. He comes okay. from the Diamondbacks. Yes. Played in 28 games in 2023. Okay. Can work with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Madrigal, I know this is Cubs. We'll get back to the White Sox in a second because I have a Kopech thought. No, did you get back to Madrigal. <laughs> did, you see, did you see where Madrigal is working with Christopher Morrell with footwork and some fundamentals he's, at he's third base? He's helping Morrell? Yes. Wow. I think that's really good, number one, because it says he's a great teammate. Secondly, I know it's good news because he just learned the job himself. Well, can't you get somebody who knows the job a little better to work with him? That's, that's my really point. unfair and kind of mean. Thank you. Because the defensive run saves, the metrics show that Nick Madrigal was a very good defensive third baseman for the Cubs last year. Oh, okay. And he learned the job quickly and it did it well. And he's an option for a defensive replacement. I would think if Christopher Morrell is your regular third baseman, Nikki Two Strikes is going to be a, maybe a defensive replacement this year. And, I don't know. Dustin, feel free to jump in because I know you are doing a podcast about it as we speak. He's on the phone. Not as we speak. Do, yeah, he's been doing it all morning. Um, <laughs> Morrell, one of the issues with him is just throwing to first base, right? He's an outfielder. There's a different kind of throw you have to make from third to first, and there are times when he has rushed that because he's uncertain about how much time he has with guys, right? Isn't that, isn't he's got an awkward kind of sidearm type you. of thing. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. You know, these are things Craig Council kind of warned everybody. Don't don't worry about the score. We're working on things. Yeah. But like Christopher Morrell, that's something that you're going to worry about. That's like, a project. Th- that's not, oh, that happened because it was spring training in Arizona. What's happening in Arizona would happen anywhere else as far as playing defense at third base. Like, the ball isn't going to come out of his hand differently. I disagree. It's going to come out of his hand differently? No, no, I, I disagree that what happened. Just because I talked. Not because you talked. just generally disagreeing with you. No, I'm valuing your point. I'm just saying I disagree that if it happens in Arizona, it's, it's going to necessarily happen in Chicago. What what That's what spring training is for. Right, but we but you should be concerned or happy. I'm saying, like, I guess I just was offended when he was like, don't worry about what's happening out here. I got it, basically. It's like, okay, but, you know, there are things that matter. Like, it's not just well, a it's no. not just a, a, a magic show. It, but, it matters. But, you know, if, if Nicky Magical is telling the guy working on his footwork who's working on his arm, you know, who's working – I'm just saying there are plenty of things to be concerned with Christopher Morrell if indeed he is your starting first base. I'm looking at it totally different. Third base. I'm He's just at, too young I'm to be a DH totally every day. But, and let me finish the right? thought. I'll finish it because that means that if he's not doing well now, don't carry that into the season. He may be learning on the job and working on things that we're not seeing, and then when you get to the regular season, it may change. That's right. That's right. See, I don't care what happens in February or March until they start to play the games that matter. Christopher Morrell is a project. Projects take time. You're going to make your mistakes in February without the pressure or the onus or the burden of and you want of, to. of it costing you a, a game in the standings. And yep. that's why Craig Council wisely is repeating and emphasizing nothing matters. Don't worry about it, guys. Just get good at what you do. Per- Perfect your skill, become a defensive, better defensively, work on your two strike approach, whatever it is. Don't worry about the result. 
Don't worry about the result. Don't be outcome biased. I saw um, uh, Bob Nightingale was on with uh, with AJ's, um, what do you call it, his podcast. Foul Territory. Foul Territory. Yep. And he was talking about Scott Boris, and he said that he's talked to some general managers in the league who have said, hey, Scott, I'll give you $300 million for three of the four players. You decide who gets what. <laughs> And and he said that's kind of the attitude with some of these guys about the players that are there, which I thought was a very funny comment. But I was also thinking, you know, he's got obviously Bellinger, and that's what everyone's waiting on, and Bellinger needs to come back to the Cubs, and we all know that. And when will the negotiation portion of the program begin? But um, he also has Matt Chapman. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you're looking for a third baseman, isn't that like a really good answer? I was more inclined to agree with that earlier in the offseason at this point. Now you're happy with Morrell. I am not unhappy with Morrell. Okay. I want to see how it you plays out. You want him out. as a regular player, there, and there that's couple, the spot for him. There are a couple reasons. I would I would just assume the Cubs go out and get a another bat to play DH or to, to hit in that lineup than maybe overpay for Matt Chapman because I think a couple things. Matt Chapman may block eventually Matt Shaw – who's rising up the ranks quickly. And you do want to keep that in mind when you're evaluating all this. Now, if Matt Chapman comes to you on a, a couple opt-outs and it's an affordable deal, maybe that's a different scenario. I would want to see what he signs for before I just uniformly say it's a great idea. Okay. Whereas early in the offseason, I was like, you got to get him, and you got to get him, and maybe him too. Right now, I don't know. I think you've waited this long. Get Bellinger in camp, play Morell at third, Take your chances that way, and let's see what happens. 312-644-6767. Rob's in Arlington Heights. Hey, Rob. Good morning, gentlemen. I was just telling Dustin, you know, the more I hear the ongoing debate about Christopher Morrell, the happier I am. Craig Council is here. David Ross is gone. Because it just pulls off that scab from Ross saying, what's his position? D.H.? And it kind of reminded me of when, you know, when he yanked uh, Tyone after, you know, a near-perfect game in the sixth inning, and they asked him, why'd you do it? And he goes, because I'm the manager and I can. Okay. <laughs> to to ascribe DH to Christopher Morale this early in his career, I know this is grumpy old man speaking, but I, you know, I, I'll admit I'm a geezer. But to me, DH – is, was, and always will be, it's a position for the guy that should have hung it up a long time ago that can't field anymore. And thanks to Charles Finley for bringing it into the game. And fortunately, the the National League withstood it for years. But, hey, it's here to stay. But you know what? Let's not take young players and designate them as designated hitters coming out of the gate. I know what All you're right, saying. Rob, Appreciate thank you, the phone call. I, I don't tend to agree with that necessarily. I think when you look at Christopher Morrell, that was the best role for him. And I think that you're trying to protect him and keep his bat in the lineup. And he was maybe a defensive liability. He had other options. And yesterday, I think Dan Lawrence talked about a list. Uh, forgive me for not remembering which list it was, but Christopher Morrell was ranked the third best designated hitter in baseball right now. Jordan Alvarez. Shohei Otani, and then Christopher Morrell. Wow. And that's, you know, so he does he does the job well. 
he's going to hit 35 home runs if he gets 500 at-bats at least. So I think that designated hitter, third base, today's day and age, you have to just be flexible. 312-644-6767. I, I want to talk about this a little bit. I want to talk about Ross and morale and, and positioning of players and who's messing up if a guy is playing a position like DH as a young player. 312-644-6767. Mullion Hall on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I think we'll probably, I think there'll be some first base for Chris, but I think, you know, I'd like to see him on third base, I think, to start camp. And look, you know, it's, it's you know, Christopher's done so much with the bat that it's our job <laughs> to figure out the best way to deploy him. Mullion Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. That, of course, is the voice of Craig Council. And, um, and it's interesting to hear him say that. And, um, look, they, they could use the bat. They need the bat in the lineup. And we had talked about uh, how that was a possibility. Did he start out as a second baseman? And yep. they used him in the outfield. And they moved him to third base a little bit last year. And he's been a D8. I mean, he's, they need his bat. Um, he's now Nick Madrigal's there. Patrick Wisdom still there. I think Dustin's guy, uh, Miles Mastroboni. He's still there. Is still there and yeah. working at third base, too. Right. He's a guy that can play a lot of different They've got positions. some options. They've got different guys. It's a platoon. But, but you know, I think Morrell, that would be – the guy's 24. I mean, he's still a young guy. And he's still learning the position. I think that I, – I, I was – okay, let me just say this. This is a dumb comment, but I was watching this um, – 
this new um, documentary on Apple TV about the Patriots. And it's about, the, you know, basically Tom Brady, the Patriots, Bill Belichick, the, the six championships. And so it starts with, you know, Drew Bloodsoe as the quarterback of the Patriots and he gets hurt. And then Tom comes in and Tom is now playing in his, is it his second year? And, and he, and, and Drew Bledsoe comes back and Belichick is sticking with Tom. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I remember when this was ongoing, it was before Tom Brady was Tom Brady. And everybody thought Drew Bledsoe, this strong arm quarterback, he was the best guy. And they do not, no one understood at the time as to why they were sticking with this guy. What are they doing? And, and at one point in this documentary, Ernie Adams is talking, who is, of course, the, you know, the great confidant, friend, high school chum mm-hmm. of Bill Belichick. And he starts talking about the quarterback, Bledsoe, and says, God, he took a lot of hits. He played for eight years, took a lot of hits. Without saying it, he's saying, you know, the guy has been hit so much, he knows when to go down when the, when the rush is coming. And that Tom doesn't have that information. And Tom's staying in the pocket and staying with plays where his blood cell was going down and they were losing yardage. And, and whatever the reason, they decided to stay with the younger player. And I apply that kind of information to what we're talking about with Christopher Morrell. There must be a reason that Rossi didn't like him at third base, didn't think third base was the spot for him. We talk about now how Nick Madrigal is working with him on his footwork. We talk about now how the arm, you know, his throw to first base, how does he feel about it? Can he time it up? Is he rushing things because he's not certain that he's going to be able to throw a guy out? There's a timing involved. He's playing the hot corner, and they call it the hot corner because that's exactly what it is. The ball comes on you immediately. You've got to be able to make a play. And, and my God, when you think about the, the way we think of third basemen, there's a certain – they're not five foot eight as Christopher Morell is. They're a little bit bigger. They're a little bit wider. They're just a different type of player. I'm not saying he can't play third base, but surely when we when Rob calls in and asks about why didn't David Ross have him at third, surely there was a reason. Well, I think, and now the now the now there's development, and we'll see if he sticks there. Yeah, I think that baseball's changed in the days of having the kind of. Uh, bookends at third and first mm-hmm. and the guys are going to be you know 30 they're 35 home run hitters and strike out a lot and be immobile somewhat I think it's more athletic it's more versatile you got to be uh willing to mix and match your lineups a little bit more and Christopher Morrell gives you that option he is somebody that you know has played a lot of different positions none more than DH in two seasons with the Cubs 64 of his games have become as a designated hitter I'm sorry, 69 have been in center field. So he's played center field more than DH, about even there. 52 games at second base, 13, 15 games at shortstop. So he has moved around quite a bit, 23 games at third base. He's played there not a lot, doesn't have the experience, but you need him in your lineup. You need him in your clubhouse. Christopher Morrell is magnetic. He is somebody with the kind of charisma that you want to have around your team on a regular basis. So Mm. he doesn't belong in Iowa. He doesn't belong on the bench. He belongs 
in the Cub lineup, batting wherever you choose to bat him because wherever he bats, he's going to rake, as they say, and he's going to be productive. And and uh, we have a texter saying what's amazing hearing counsel say that about Morrell is they actually trust what he says when he says it, and you haven't felt that way about a guy in a while. Well, let's stop. Okay, I, not, not you. Not no, you. No, you're not going to stop texter. me. I'm not talking about you when I raise up my hands on the Twitch stream here. Okay. Okay. I don't want this to become this spring training or even this season. Boy, they're better off because David Ross is gone. All right, you know what? I think he's more appreciated counsel than oh, he is. Does every I've heard that a little bit though. Does every compliment to counsel include like a backhanded shot? It's implied. At Ross? It's implied, especially. Well, maybe I'm reacting too to Wilson Contreras, who had a lot to say to the Sun Times down in Cardinals camp in Florida. When he talked about you know yeah. what David Ross or or what Craig Council does that maybe David Ross didn't, he says if you have a chance to upgrade the manager position with Council, a guy that's been in the playoffs and winning teams and knows how to have the communication with the players, knows how to handle every player in the clubhouse, you do it. You know, I it, think that, I think Ross and Contreras, that is two guys not only who played the same position but competed against each other at the same position. I think that's a different relationship. It was a tricky dynamic. Than the rest of but, them. But we right? got one call already this morning talking about David Ross. We had a, t- a couple texters imply about David Ross. David Ross is not as good of a manager as Craig Council. That's why he's not here. But I don't think that he was a bad manager for the Cubs. And I think that the longer this eight goes on, we're going to hear things like that. And I just don't want this to become like, well, David Ross didn't know what he was doing, so now the Cubs at least have a manager who does. I love Craig Council. He's worth every penny. But, come on. I, I, I You know, I got to tell you, I'm reading Sully yesterday talking about, um, you know, the Cubs and the managerial change, and he rattled off. There have been, there have been seven managers already under the Rickards, Ricketts' ownership. <laughs> and I was like – I was gobsmacked by that because I didn't – I was like, that can't be right. How many man- – but but I guess technically Lou Pinella was the manager. That was the first one. And, he, and yeah. he ended up, you know, quitting the next year. Right. And then they went to – to I, and I don't even know the order. Quaddy, Swaim, um, poor Ricky. And then Joe Madden was here for five years. Yeah. Ross was here for four years. Right. Council now is on a five-year contract. Yes, and it's good money, it's and good I start. I think he'll be here for a while. I do too. But I it's it's like it it just hadn't occurred to me that there were, they hadn't solidified a lot the of managerial. It took them a while before yeah. they got it right. Pretty I love crazy. the word gobsmacked. Thank you. Buddy. Excellent verb there. Yeah, gobsmacked. That means what's well, an adjective? You were, in that. you were punched in the face. Man, you're punched in the Your face. Gob was smacked. Yeah, it's like you got slapped in the face. I, I gobsmacked you. Or I was gobsmacked. I was you could gobsmacked. use it either way. Yeah, that means your mouth is kind of hanging open. You just got whacked out of nowhere. You are gobsmackable. By some, by some, no, I don't think I have a gobsmackable face. <laughs> I think you do. That's so mean. Uh, I do. <laughs> that, not- means, that means you secretly want to gobsmack No, it me. isn't. Uh, let's get to Chelly. <laughs> We're going to talk to Chris Chelly on snack. It's Molly and Haw, the score. Chris Chelios. Up the boards to Chelios with room. He shoots. Score! Bet MGM Ambassador. Nice play by Chris Chelios. 
Hockey Hall of Famer. Chris Chelios is not human. I'm convinced of it. Not only will he go in the Hall of Fame, I think he should go in the Smithsonian. Blackhawks legend. Chelios will add defense, but he'll also add offense to the Hawks. Steve Smith ahead to Murphy. Nichols at the line. Chelios moving in. Time Stanley Cup champion. What a competitor Chris Chelios has been over the years, and he's been a winner every place he's ever been. Chris Chelios with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And now joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline is Chris Chelios, CircaLasVegas.com. Chris, good morning. How you doing? Doing well. Are you getting fired up? Because uh, this Sunday, the Jersey retirement, big day, local guy made good. I mean, it is, it's going to be awesome to see number seven go up to the rafters. Yeah, I mean, since the day, you know, that night that Pearl Jam announced it, uh, all kinds of stuff swirling through my head. Excited, you know, emotional, um, disbelief. Everything, every word you could throw in there. But uh, the light's at the end of the tunnel now. It's uh, been a lot of work, you know, mostly by the Blackhawks staff, getting everybody organized and making sure that, you know, I get everybody included that obviously had a role or played some type of role in me ending up on that podium, you know, getting my jersey retired. So it's going to be a great weekend. We're willing to help with the speech if you want us to take a look at it. You know, we could edit it, craft it, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you just hit the nail right on the head. So today, tomorrow, and Friday are the key days for the speech. I'm going to sit down. I, I've, I've always known it, but I, I don't mind working. But my work means, like, being up doing something, not sitting in a chair. So I'm, I'm about burning calories, not sitting there with a pen and a, in front of a laptop. It's That's been really tough for me. And I'm, you, you'll see the poor girl, Mary DiBartolo, that's been assigned to me with the Blackhawks. Uh, she's going to kill me by the end of the, this week. So it's uh, it's been great. We can't wait, Chelly. We're going to be there 12 to 3, Kaiser Tiger, 1415 West Randolph near the United Center. Bet MGM is going to be celebrating by offering a $7 bonus bet to all customers in Illinois. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. Now, if we promise to, if I order some of your El Bandito Yankee tequila, will you show up and have a drink with us to celebrate? <laughs> well, it just so happens from my apartment to the United Center, you're right on my path. So, I'm going to be there probably as close to 12 as I can be because I got to be, you know, obviously down to the United Center a little early uh, to get organized there. But uh, pencil me in from 12 to 12:30, and at some point, and awesome. I'll pop in there. And yeah, for sure, looking you guys. Forward I'm looking to forward it. to it. Great. Thank you. And, and Chris, I mean, uh, Patrick Kane's coming, so I mean, everybody is pulling out all the stops to get there. Yeah, I think I I said it last week, but this is the perfect storm. Connor Bedard's back in the lineup. Caner's coming back, you know, my events. So, like I said, this I, I'll never be able to top this, and I want to make sure it's a special night for all the fans, my family, my friends. Uh, it, it's it's going to be unbelievable. It, like you said, I, I hope it lives up to everything. Like I said, the speech, whatever. I've seen a lot of bad speeches. No one ever talks about it in the next day, maybe a couple of days, so it's okay. <laughs> you will be the focus, and, and obviously, but Patrick Kane coming back is a big deal, Chelly, and I wonder when he – is on the kind of run that he's on right now. He's got a consecutive point streak, I think, at five games, and he had his 800th assist the other night. And Patrick Kane 
is looking like the player that we have seen saw for so many years in Chicago coming back from that injury. And the Red Wings are competing for that final one of the final playoff spots in the Eastern Conference. What do you expect out of Kaner when he returns? It's going to be emotional for him. You can relate to that. Will he be able to block it out and play at his level? Well, I'm going to try and um, I don't want him to steal my thunder that night, so I might have to say something during the speech to try and ice him. Uh, <laughs> maybe I might put a little money up on the board for the Blackhawks to shut him down if they get, you know, keep him to zero points. But I'm glad he got the assist thing out of the way because there's no more accolades. Hopefully he can reach that night. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Chris, you know, when you, when you think about your career, um, do you go back and do you start with like your childhood in Chicago? How, when, when you think about the journey and, and where it took you and where you're at, and obviously you're back home now, but I'm just curious what, when you think about your career, what stands out as kind of your starting memory point? I mean, quite honestly, I, the word luck and right place, right time. But I, I think I've said it before. I didn't grow up in, start playing hockey because I, my dream was to be an NHL, you know, be in the NHL. I played it because I loved it. Obviously, I loved the Blackhawks of the late 60s, early 70s with all those Hall of Famers, Tony, Stan, Bobby. I, I didn't get the chance to see Pierre Pilat. But, you know, as time went on, you know, my move to San Diego, I actually moved to Australia when I was eight years old and thought my career was over. Somehow ended back in Evergreen Park. Then we make the move to San Diego when I was 15 and I was out of hockey again. And then I met a guy on the beach, changed my life. So, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing the, the path I took and where I ended up. And then obviously to have the career I did and end up being back home and playing for my hometown in the nineties. And then leading up to this point, getting my Jersey retired. So it's a, it's a crazy story. It really is. And um, I was meant to play hockey, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll pay attention to the speech, Shelly, but you got me. Who on the beach did you meet in San Diego that changed your life? You know what? He'll be there on the ice with me. His name's Bobby Parker, and I had him front and center at the Hall of Fame, too. And I hadn't been playing for about eight months. I I don't know if you can call it retirement when you're 18, 17, but <laughs> I quit playing, and uh, I had my mind made up. I was going to go to college out in San Diego and get a business degree, and about Four months later, I ran into Bobby Parker on the beach, and he asked where I was playing, and I said I was done. And he goes, well, I played in Moose Jaw last year. You should call the coach there and see they need players. They're not doing very well. So he gave me the phone number of Larry Billows. Uh, it took a week to get Larry Billows to pay for my ticket because I couldn't afford it, and the rest was history. Wow. Wow. That's how you wound up in Moose Jaw. That's, That's extraordinary. Great. Yep. great story. La Jolla Shores. I'll never forget it. Just sitting there, you know, just hanging out like I did through high school there. And Bobby walked by, and I noticed the, the team was working out on the beach that day. And he, rec you know, he came over to say hi because I tried out for that college team, you know, in the beginning of the year and not made it. They cut me. So just crazy, crazy story. Might there be any other of your famous friends on the ice or in the building <laughs> on Sunday? The way some rumors are suggesting that a certain guy who might have a statue outside the United Center might be there as well. Well, I think that the cat's out of the bag. Like I said, I'm going to have and try uh, bring everybody I possibly can that's had an impact on me. And obviously, he was a big part of my 90s. We, you know, Michael was there since '83. I got there in '91, and I met him that. Uh, spring at a White Sox game with George Kohler, his assistant. So yeah. um, 
Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I hope they're going to be here to support me. I'm gonna this. I got a pretty good Rolodex over the span of my career, so I'm gonna, I'm loading up. I'm telling you, this might, this is the last hurrah, and I'm gonna make it a good one. You, you literally know everyone. I mean, it's extraordinary how many people and, and how tight you are with so many people, and that, that speaks to you know your personality, the way you deal with people. You know, you treat everybody in the same fashion. It is like a, it's a gift. It really is. Well, I think it's my upbringing on the south side. If you got out of line or thought you were better than anybody, you're going to get put back in your place and, and your buddies, and, and they'll let you know you're not. So that's part of the upbringing at Evergreen Park and, and Beverly uh, that, you know, sure. very respectful people, very, you know, hardworking. And I think I just kind of fell into that. And, uh, yeah, I, I treated everyone in the same Teammates, especially, it didn't matter if you were a superstar or role player. You know, I, that, that, for me, that was the most important thing for my teammates to like me uh, and, and be respected by everyone. There will be legends in the building on Sunday at the United Center. Can't wait for that, Chris. There will be a legend in the making in Connor Bedard. How impressed have you been at his return from the broken jaw so far? I mean, he, he picked up right where he left off. I was a little nervous that first period he had against Pittsburgh where, where he was minus two in the first five minutes. But again, the, the kid, he, 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 he has this, that short memory. What a skill level he has in awareness of, of on the ice. And uh, we're lucky. Like I said, we talked about it earlier in the year. And uh, he, once they you know get some guys, some more young talent and start developing these guys, it's going to be amazing. There's no, there's no end to what Bedard could accomplish, you know, by the end of his career. And I'm hoping he follows suit uh, of Patrick Kane. You know, he's in that, category anything else going on sunday surrounding the event that you want to push that you want people to know about who you i'm sure that this is getting catered to some degree my sense is that there's somebody from chicago cut that might be getting a call from you <laughs> <laughs> yeah david flam at chicago cut he's going to host us at some point um but as far as sunday you know the blackhawks have taken over and they've done a tremendous job at getting you know everything organized for the pre you know party the post party um, so that's, that's all been taken care of. I've had a lot of help and a lot of support, you know, from the Blackhawks staff. So made my life a lot easier getting, you know, getting to this point. My job solely was to try and get a hold of all my friends and family and coaches and, and make sure they're in that building on, uh, on Sunday. Chris, God bless you. We'll see you Sunday. We're really happy for you. Proud of you. This is a great day. Thanks, you guys. We'll see you Sunday, noon to 1230, all right? I'll That'll be there. Be the window. Ready to roll. Okay. Thanks, Chelly. Oh, all right. Look forward Take to care. it. That is Chris Chelios. And, um, you know, Bet MGM and 670 the score honoring Hall of Famer Chris Chelios's career and retirement of his number nine jersey this Sunday. Our show, Mullion Haw, will be broadcasting live at Kaiser Tiger from noon to three. Shows expected to feature not only a visit from Chris, but some other special guests come by, say hello before the game. That's this Sunday from noon to three at Kaiser Tiger, which is located at 1415 West Randolph, right near the United Center. BetMGM will also be celebrating, offering that $7 bonus bet to all customers in Illinois. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. And don't forget, before we get out of here today at 10 o'clock, we're giving away two tickets to that game. 5 o'clock puck drop. You want to get there early for the retirement of Chris Chelios' jersey at around 3.30. You want to get there for all day. Come and see us first. Go to the United Center. Two tickets we're going to be giving away before 10 o'clock, courtesy of Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy.
No doubt about it. All right. Great stuff with Chris. Can't wait to see that happen. And uh, you're listening to Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 in the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 